The other thing that I'm in the process of planning is a roadshow with my two business besties. What we thought we would do is try and get the message out there before they get roped in by spookers and whatever to buy something that's not in their best interest. So it's really about educating and making our women more savvy around property. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello, everyone. So I'm back with another episode of She Renovates. And today is quite a personal episode. So what I'm going to be doing with you is sharing my goals for 2023. So both my personal goals, my business goals and my project goals. So I've sort of sat down and written out a little list. And so I'm going to get into it. So as I said, this there I'm going to be sharing a few things that are quite personal. But I do that because I think everyone goes through this stuff and nobody talks about it. So I personally find that I really appreciate it when I know that I'm not on my own. And So I'm going to start with like a little review of 2022. I'm not going to go into it too much, but to say that I have actually found the year quite challenging and I've really struggled mentally. So most of you would know I do have a diagnosed anxiety and depression condition, which is managed well with medication, but this year, not so well. And I guess the first thing that, well, the main thing that's really implement, oh, right, has been the source of that is the fact that my mum died earlier this year. And while it's good that she did because her life, she had no quality of life, I found it hard to adjust. I knew I'd start crying. So just ignore that for a minute and I'll keep going. So I've been very up and down and yeah. The second thing that happened this year, which is a really good thing, is that Stephen retired from his day job, although he is wondering whether he might still have a day job. It's just got a different name. And so that's been good because it's enabled us to spend a bit more time together, not a lot because we've had a lot on, but it's also enabled him to pick up some of the slack in terms of the projects. So one of the things that he's done is taken on the Darley Street project and he's actually there now. And so that's really freed me up to really focus on other things. I think the other thing that I have found really hard is the fact that the market, it's been quite different. And while personally, I actually don't find that hard because I've been through it a few times, I find it really hard to cope with when our community is suffering, if there are people in our community that aren't doing so well. And so that's been challenging too. The good things that have happened is we have had Harriet in our life and she's an absolute joy. So for those of you who don't know, Harriet's a cavoodle 
she's a very naughty cavoodle, but we love her to bits. And our children say she lacks discipline, but I think she's perfect. And the other thing is that we have a new grandchild in Claire who is an absolute joy and totally gorgeous. So there, sort of that's really what's been happening for us, for me personally this year. And a few weeks ago, I actually went to a business retreat with my mentor of 10 years, Dale Beaumont. And so every year we get together with his masters, which are the people that have been in his community for a very long time. And we really focus on health and wellness and not health, wealth and happiness, I think is the focus of the retreat. And I was actually sick the whole way through it. The whole three days, I really got up to go to sessions and then I'd go back to bed because I was really not well. And I really think that's just the culmination of the year. But I did go to the sessions and one of the sessions was on personal fitness and weight and so on. And that's something that for me has not been going very well this year. And I think it's probably just a product of my state of mind. But it was really good because I really got the sense that I'm now in a space where I can do something about it. So I made a decision to just choose one thing that I could do every single day for the next 12 months that would have a positive impact both on my health and also on my or physical and mental health. And so what I decided to make that was to walk twice a day. So I walk once a day usually. Often I will walk Harriet. It will, Stephen will walk Harriet in the morning and I'll walk her in the afternoon. But I decided to now do it twice a day because it's something that is very measurable and can, it's a small thing, but I think that it could make a big difference in the next 12 months. So I've started doing that and that's actually working really well. But the other thing that I'm doing that I haven't committed to for 12 months, but I'm just doing to see what impact it has, is tracking calories with my fitness pal. So far, so good with that. And the third thing that I've added is, which is also not a commitment for 12 months, it's just something I'm trying at the moment, is I'm doing a 30-day course on meditation. And so who knows? Let's see how that goes. So in terms of wellness, that's what I'm I'm working on. So let's talk about projects. So Dali Street is almost finished. Now, that has been the longest project in history. And I don't know, wisely or unwisely, we did not take out a loan on that. So it's sort of taken away the pressure, but I think sometimes some pressure is good. But as I said, Stephen's been picking up the slack with that. And it will be finished just after Christmas. I was hoping it would be finished before Christmas, but that's not going to happen. Once it is finished, I'm going to do two things. But the first one is I'm going to list it on Airbnb and we probably won't take it to market straight away. We'll keep it on Airbnb for a few months and just see how things happen. But the second thing is I'm going to have a little Prosecco preview. It's tiny, so we won't be able to have many people there, but we're going to invite some friends in to check it out. It's quite a, it's a different sort of style to what we usually do, like the walls are black. And I've actually given David 
like carte blanche in terms of the style and the design. Normally, I would never spend any more than 20000 on any kitchen. And this kitchen is made by a master craftsman, the kitchen and the living room joinery. And I have never spent this amount of money on joinery. So I guess it's obvious to say that I've taken the focus off the profit, mainly because it was sort of a creative outlet for the family. David, being an architect, sort of designed a fairly detailed set of joinery. And yes, so basically I just let it go and said that he could pretty much do what he wanted. And so we'll see how that pans out. We've got really beautiful parquetry floors. They're actually going in today. And the we have a banquette coming in next week and that we've got a wall bed being installed. That's all being done by the joiner. And the kitchen will come in shortly after Christmas. And that will be pretty much it. There's not a whole lot left to do. So I'm really excited to see how that turns out. Because it's very close to St. Vincent's Hospital, I suspect it will be quite a good short-term rental. And so we will, yeah, see how that pans out. So the other project that Stephen is working on, with my input obviously, is our the renovation on our own home. Now, this also is taking a long time, but I think that when you're renovating your own time at your own home, you do need to put some time into it. You need to allow time for the ideas to percolate. And because you've got to live with it for a long time, and for us, we are age-proofing our house and we're really sorting out all the things that we don't like about it to make it better, we want to make sure that we allow the time to do that. But in saying that, we've got our development application through and we've put in for construction certificates. So we should have that in the new year towards the end of January and then we will be set to go. So our objectives with that are to make life easier, to make sure that we can live in the house for as long as we want to and also to make it more beautiful to provide a separate entrance and a more luxe Airbnb, our ground floors and Airbnb, and also to make the home more sustainable. We also want to reclaim our garage because at the moment the only way to access the factory floor, which is our Airbnb, is through the garage. So the garage basically belongs to the Airbnb, so we want to reclaim that back because another goal is we are ordering a Tesla, although we're rethinking that now because we're a bit concerned about the owner of Tesla being such a jerk. That's it. But we're ordering an electric car. And so, yeah, what that is remains to be seen, but we can't have it delivered until the renovation is complete. We've also ordered the lift, which is coming from Italy, which I'm very excited about that. One of the things about the lift is that it will have glass doors and the back of the lift, you will be glass. And so we're having a mural painted in the lift well. So 12 metres high, 12 metre high mural, which will be quite interesting. We're also making over our entranceway and making that all electronic. So if someone comes to stay, 
and the Airbnb. They will come into the foyer and then they will access their studio. And for us, we will access our home and go up the stairs. We are in part of that is making over the factory floor so it's more beautiful and more luxe and a little bit quirky. We're putting a new staircase on in a new location going up to level one, which means we claim back some floor space in our kitchen and living room area. We're making over level one, which means a new kitchen, bathroom, laundry, an understair cellar, and also a new floating floor to increase the soundproofing between level one and the factory floor. And the other thing we're doing is adding a an ensuite and wardrobes to our main bedroom. Now, at retreat last year, we did an exercise creating our ideal day, really good exercise to do. And I realized that I wanted to wake up with the sun on my face. And so that meant we had to move our bedroom. So we moved it to the top floor temporarily to see whether we liked it, and we do. And so now we're building the ensuite and the wardrobes to go with that. And then the last part of the renovation is making over the rooftop garden in order to accommodate the lift and just keep it, keeping the area functional and beautiful. So that's the our own project and Stephen will be managing most of that. But I also have a couple of projects that I am doing. And the first one is a home that belonged to my mum that's been rented out for about 10 years, which is in Rochester in country Victoria. We are going to put that on the market in March and that means it needs a full makeover. Now, financially, I don't think the makeover will make a lot, increase much more than what we spend on it, but I'm pretty sure that my mother would turn in her grave if she knew that we had people coming through her house when it looks the way it is because, it's, as I said, it's been tenanted for 10 years. So she was very house proud and so I really want to honour her with that renovation. And I've been wondering about how I can actually manage it. And so my brother put me in touch with a guy that's not, he's not a qualified tradesman, but has been doing, is very competent in most trades like tiling, carpentry and so on. And so I'm meeting him on the weekend just to get a sense of whether he is able to do the work. And if he is, then he will, I'll go down and supervise, but he will actually do most of the work with exception to the plumbing and the electrical, which I have local contractors for. So it's a tight budget. It's in a country location. The house is on five acres and it's at the moment looking pretty sad. So it's going to be a a good fun project to do. So tenants leave in February. So it will be mid-February that we'll start that. Now, if he works out, so I'm sort of moving forward tentatively, what I'll do is negotiate a day rate with him. And I've seen some of his work and my brother has used him, so I feel reasonably confident. But if he works out, then take him on to our project in Ichuka. So the micro development, we've had that tenanted out for the last three months. And I will be surprised if we see a rent check 
in before their six-month term is up because it really has been just one thing after another. We had a building report done on the house before we purchased it, but just all this stuff keeps coming up. So we'll wait and see how that goes. So if it continues in the same vein, it's happening now, then what we'll do is give the tenants notice and get it rented straight away. Probably won't sell it straight away. Sorry, get it renovated straight away, but get it the house up to standard and then either long-term again or Airbnb it until the development's finished. My other plan is that I really want to buy another studio in Sydney because I had this bright idea that if I put Darlinghurst on Airbnb and I've got the factory floor zhushed up and on Airbnb, that I would set up a little website with beautiful studio spaces in Sydney. So I thought I really need a third. And so I've been looking at some studios. I'm just not sure when I can fit the renovation in. So I'm sort of being a bit tentative about that. But at some point in the next 12 months, I do want to get a third one bought and made over and listed. Yes. So we're having a lot of fun with Airbnb at the moment. And I know that there is a a serious shortage in rental properties. So for that reason, our new properties in Echuca will be on long-term rent because I feel we need to balance the scales. But yeah, so that's what I've got on the agenda in projects, as well as overseeing the projects that our women are doing. And I'll get to those in a minute. So the other thing My other goal for 2023 is to be more social. I've been, this year, I feel like I've been a hermit and just because I've worked so much and I decided to, I read a book called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party and it talks about having gatherings and building relationships, but doing it over a two-hour session, not, because that's one of the things that I do find I don't have a massive amount of time, and but I would still like to be more social. So we're going to try that out. So if you're interested in the book, I'm pretty sure it's called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party. So we're going to try that out and, yeah, do some work on being more social. And the other thing that Stephen and I are doing, travel. So we were keen to travel this year. I would really like to go and spend three months in France, but Unless our renovation is finished, I don't think we can afford to take that amount of time off. So what we decided to do is Dale Beaumont so is running the Master's Retreat as a private tour to Egypt in December. And I wasn't really that interested in going to Egypt, but now I have decided that we will go. And so both Stephen and I will be joining that and going to Egypt with about 50 friends, which will be fun. So this is the same group that we get together once a year at retreat. So that's sort of basically what's on our agenda personally. And I've also got some big plans business-wise, and I just wanted to mention a few of those as well. So firstly, I think I've mentioned before, I know I have, but you may not remember that we are rebranding our 
well, yeah, sort of rebranding our business. So at the moment we have the School of Renovating and we have the She Renovates podcast and annual event. And so what we're doing is establishing a She Renovates website so that all the work we do with Wonder Women Renovators and the 100K program will go on to She Renovates, the She Renovates website that will be live by the end of January. And the School of Renovating will become just a general renovation site with a lot of free content and maybe some short courses haven't decided yet. So they will become separate entities. In terms of She Renovates and our community, our Wonder Women community, I'm moving that to more of a community model. So we have an amazing group of big-hearted professional women in our Wonder Women community. And so what I'm wanting to do is bring them to the front. And so how I'm doing that is, one, by establishing a leadership group. I've already asked for expressions of interest and I have a really amazing group of women interested in being part of that. Many of those women have different areas of subject matter expertise. So we have a town planner, we have several stylists, but in different areas of property styling. So Katrina, you would have probably seen her work. She's a an Airbnb stylist. We have Jane Lynch, who trains property stylists to build their business. We have Christina Reed, who is just got a stunning style. And so my goal is to bring them forward and to, I guess, be delivering content in the form of training and also some pop-up podcast episodes on their areas of expertise and so on. Now, the second thing with that leadership group will be, I guess, organising the class project for this year. We have that is underway. I've talked about that before, but I was really trying to think about because with a class project, it needs to be a flip. And with the current environment, the flip flipping can be quite problematic. So I looked at what we could do that was the lowest risk. And so what we decided to do was to flip a whole block of apartments. It's much, well, it's lower risk in the One, you don't have to sell everything at once. You can just do one at a time. Two, you've got many ways to add value. You can add value by strata titling a a block that's not previously been strata titled by renovating the exterior. So usually when you're renovating an apartment, you only get to renovate the interior and often the exterior is not very exciting, often boring old brick. But by renovating the exterior, you actually supercharge your profit potential. Three, renovating the interior. And basically, you don't have to empty out the apartment block. You can just keep it tenanted the whole time and just go through one by one if you need to, which means you can hold it indefinitely. Yeah, so I'm. that's the model we're going for. We already have a team who are driving that. So it's exciting. Last class project we did really as an experimental project and did it all cash. One thing I got out of that was by doing it all cash, you don't get the same leverage. In order to get a large profit chunk of money in profit, you really need to get the leverage of borrowed money. 
And so, yeah, so that's another thing that we're looking at, making sure that it is highly profitable. And the third thing that leadership group will do will be exploring the possibility of us doing a an affordable housing project. That will be a buy and hold. It may not happen this year, but they're starting the inquiry. Now, the thing I think about affordable housing is that we don't know what people in that horrible position of being homeless need in housing and you know a lot of the models are communal housing and I'm not sure that's ideal for women and particularly women with families we like to have our own space and I'm sure men do too but we're thinking about women at the moment And so there's been a lot of talk about maybe buying a block of land and having a series of tiny houses on that. So everyone has their own space and home, but there's still a community there. However, there are no planning laws in Australia that actually accommodate that at the moment. And that's something that our town planner, Leanne Peterson, is looking into. So we're wanting to find a model that is extraordinary and will yeah and it's not just providing housing but providing really amazing housing so that's another thing that leadership group will be participating in now the third thing I wanted to talk about is we did a renovate your retirement workshop it was a four-hour workshop last weekend or the weekend before And it made me realise that there is a real need for that type of education. And so that's something that I want to double down on this year because I keep saying that the old model of retirement is broken and we want to use our skills in order to create a much more inspiring and creative and abundant way for our renovators to retire and not retire at 60 or 70s, retire when they want to retire. And so this is a concept that involves everyone. And so that's another sort of train of thought that I'm going to be working on. We're going to run another session later next year or mid next year. And so if that's something that interests you, please keep an eye out for it. So the other thing that I'm in the process of planning is a roadshow with my two business besties. And that's Jo Vidello, who I know you know because she's on lots of episodes, and Louise Lucas. So Louise is a straight shooting mortgage broker, and Jo is a property strategist and the owner of Property Women. And so the reason we're doing this is because. Often when we get to meet the women that we work with, they have bought a property or made a decision that really doesn't serve where they want to go. And so what we thought we would do is try and get the message out there before they get roped in by spookers and whatever to buy something that's not in their best interest. So it's really about educating and making our women more savvy around property. And so it's at the moment, the working title is the Smarter Property Women Tour. And we're still 
we know that we're going to, we're starting in Adelaide. That's our first port of call. And we'll be going to Perth. We haven't set down all the locations, but these are just some of them. We're definitely going to Perth, Brisbane and Melbourne. At the moment, we're looking at Geelong, Bendigo, Albury, Newcastle, Gold Coast. So there's some of the locations that we're looking at. Obviously, there's a lot of work that goes into this, so a lot of planning. And the first thing we'll be doing is sending out a survey to find out what locations you're interested in and what problems you want to solve or you what do you want to learn about. So, and those sessions, they will either be a very low buy price or free. We just haven't decided on that. And so that's happening. And I think the first one will be in March. And yeah, so that's very something fun to look forward to. The other thing that I'm doing next year is writing a book. I've been talking about doing it for years. So now the time is now, obviously about renovating an Airbnb. And yeah, just as of yesterday, I was invited by Molly, the owner of Ladies Finance Club, to do a regular mentoring role to her masterminders around property and renovating. So I'm sure there'll be lots more that will turn up, but for now, they're my goals for 2023. Oh, one more. I haven't looked at my list of 100 recently, so I have a running list of 100 things that I want to have done before I die. But I thought about something yesterday that's on that list that I haven't done yet, and that's to have Botox. So I'd really love to hear. I even walked past the place yesterday, the local clinic, and thought I should go in and talk to them, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So I need you to tell me, to give me some pointers on is this a good thing to do and, yeah, what you think about that. I'm sure that you have lots of experience in it and I'm being ridiculous because I'm daunted by it, but there you go. Oh, I've got a question. Just wondering what age you started getting into renovating. I started, I did my first project when I was 13. It's probably not what you're expecting to hear. And sorry, I can't see your name, so I can't respond to you by name. But yeah. So thanks for listening to my monologue about my goals. Unfortunately, with podcasting, sometimes that's what you have to do. Take care and I will see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.